everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from San Antonio, Texas is Owo Goa. Welcome to the show, young lady. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, ladies. <laughs> oh, we've got some really juicy stuff to talk about today. So Nicole is going to read a little short bio about you so the audience has a sneak peek of what you're all about. So go ahead, Nicole. All right. Owo went through a lot of breakups herself, and after every single one of them, Owo questioned her worth and the ability to be loved. Owo even changed her identity with the hope to be accepted by others. Every breakup was a rejection and a death, which triggered her fear of abandonment and intimacy. Code switching was her way to seek approval and validation. So getting intimate with herself and knowing her worth was her key in her healing journey. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. We're going to hear all about that story in the second half. And that is going to be actually beautiful. And, you know, if finding your intimacy, you know, is also finding your true identity. So they kind of incorporate into each other, right? And I think so many of us struggle, you know, women and men, as to what is our true identity because of all of the stuff that we're inundated through our childhood. You need to be this. You need to do that. You need to, you need to, you need to. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, who am I, <laughs> right? Because everybody wants us to be a piece of something that they think we should be. So when you're working with your clients, you know, in today's world, you know, how do you reach out to them? What is it that you share with them to help them on their journey to discovering that inner working of who they are? Can you share a little bit with us about that? Of course, of course. And thank you for the question. To me, I have a really, I would say crazy approach to it. I like building myself so that's what I walk my client through is because when you go on a date with yourself right you get to know truly what you who you are you get to know your limits you get to push your comfort zone and you put yourself in situations where normally you wouldn't get to and to me is the key to find intimacy is the key to really knowing who you are because then you are able to really discover what you like you are able to really discover what triggers you what are your weaknesses what are your strengths and especially if you want to manifest something you have to push yourself in that shoe so that you can manifest so to me and to my uh, with my clients is Date yourself to self-intimacy. And it's not only that, there's other ways that you can also find that intimacy. Because when people say intimacy, they think automatically of that um, sexual intimacy. It's not that. It's like you said, going deeper into who you are, knowing your true self, knowing your essence, and accepting who you are, the good and the bad. And there's ways where you can... Apart from dating yourself, you can really look the person that you are in the mirror. You can really see, okay, this is me. I might not like this, but what can I do to shift it so that I can accept that for the moment until I become the version that I truly want to be if I'm not there yet? 
Oh, that that's beautiful, you know. And again, it's all about, you know, when you get into that intimate part of who you are. I, I love this dating thing, you know. It's like, yeah, are you someone you would love to date? And and again, we talk about that word love, right? So it's how do I become that expression of love to myself so that I can truly love others? Can you talk a little bit about what intimacy has to do with loving the self and learning how to love others, you know, not as a sexual thing, but as a really internal personal thing because there's a difference right correct 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 and that's a great question that's why everything to me both to self-intimacy is hmm, i'm trying to see how i can put that into words when you really have intimacy with yourself you are able to accept who you are. Like I said, the bad and the good, you're able to know your triggers. And once you have that, that's only to that level that you can accept and you can love all of you. Because if I take myself as an example, I love myself most of the time, but there's stuff about me that I'm not too crazy about, especially when you get comments from others or you get um, negative feedback you internalize it, especially if that is something that you've been struggling with your whole life, you get that validation from others and then you put steps and actually you take actions to self-validate. But when you are able to into intimacy with yourself, you're able to go, you have to allow yourself to go back or I should say to go down to your abyss to go down to your darkness, to flirt with your demons, to really see what you dislike about yourself, to really see what you love about yourself, to really see what people have said of you and how you let it permeate over your life. Then when you have that understanding, you are more inclined to accept who you are and all of you the good and the bad, like I say, but what you have struggled with. The key is not that you love all of you, but is that the ones that you are having issues with, that you accept them and that you start taking steps to change it if that is not where you want to be. And that is that intimacy, because when you have that, then you are able to love you. Everything, everything, everything starts with you. Once you love yourself, you are able to love others. If you don't love yourself, it'll be hard for you to get love from others. It'll be hard for you to even give love because you don't even know how it is. You don't know how to love yourself. It wasn't shown to you in your childhood. You don't have... Um, you did not experience that from your family. So as you navigate through life, if you don't have healthy examples of a relationship, you really don't know how a healthy relationship should look. But once you go internally, you do the work and you, you dance with your demons and you accept your demons as part of you, you accept the crazy side of you. That's when you can actually truly love yourself despite the insecurities and the fear that you have. And that will translate into your relationship with others. Ah, beautifully said. I just, ah, it just flows. I can tell how passionate you are about that. You know, and dancing with your demons. Woo, 
You know, that really gets to see the whole circle of who you are. You know, there's not a bad side and a good side. You know, it's all greatness. It's what we do with that, right? So it's learning how not only to love yourself, but how to become best friends with yourself. Instead of your worst enemy, you become your best friend. And when we face those little demons, as you said, that also gives us an opportunity then to become a better us. It's like, wow, if I'm dating myself and 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 that date was acting like that, it's like, oh man, I'd be out of there in a heartbeat, right? It's like, well, I, I don't want people to run from me. It's like, okay, I, I think I'll improve this part of myself, right? You know, and, and it really gives us that opportunity to grow, not only internally, but externally and watch our world shape differently, right? And can, can you touch a little bit on when you're working with clients like that, what are some of the most wonderful, powerful things that you've experienced with clients and where they shifted and, and that outward shape was so like miraculous? Could you share a couple of that with us? Of course. And before that, I want to go back. You mentioned, oh, did I forget? <laughs> I wanted to go back. Yeah, because when you have, Usually when we have a relationship, and if we'll say an intimate relationship, right, what you see in the person is like that person is a mirror of what you are dealing with. So let's say if I'm dealing with a fear of abandonment, right, if I have not healed, most likely I would attract a man that is dealing with a fear of abandonment. And this reaction, I will see that is because there is something in me that I need to attention. So think of also uh, self-intimacy or even relationships as key into your healing because they give you really the key your triggers really give you the key what needs healing what needs attention and you need to focus on that because if you have the pattern that is repeated and you see that in uh, intimate partners or even in your friendships or work relationships because that you have that in you you might not exhibit the behavior but you have something that you fear from that where you don't want to be that person or you believe that you're that person so you're repressing that behavior whatever it might be think of it every time that okay how can i turn it backward how can i do a 360 why do i see this behavior and how can i shift from it what can i do to attention it and i wanted to mention that because that was a great point that you brought oh beautiful that that was beautiful thank you so much for sharing that now give us the juicy stuff too right yes then the transformation yeah 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 i think the transformation I had one client lately where she was a bit skeptical. We did like a 90 minutes healing where it was the remember who you are. And she was like, I don't think I've done all the work and it has not worked. Or like, I'm really 
advanced in my uh, healing journey, but through the practices that I worked with, I worked her through, she was really about to uncover repressed emotion because sometimes you have emotions that are trapped in your body. You have emotions that are stored in your unconscious that you are not even aware of and they're governing your relationship. They're governing what you manifest or your patterns in your life and your relationship. But working was able to tap into her subconscious. She was able to get awareness of that repressed emotion. And we went to the we went to the root of it so that she was able to release and we uh, had action plans so that she can um, take it one step bigger. Because again, everything that you're going through it is to improve your person, is to make you a better version of yourself. And you shouldn't see that as a negative facet, but you should see it as a gift because it's helping you shape who you are. So to her, it was like 10, 15 years of healing in just one session. And she was able to really have that... Um, how would I say she was really able to change that image that she had of herself with her sexuality and the image that her family had of herself or that she thought her family had because of her sexuality. Was that oh, even it, able to it, express oh, it? <laughs> that, oh, that, that's so critical because it's true. It's, you know, it's what our thoughts and our perceptions are of what we think others think about us right and because it kind of it is impacted by what we think of us so we kind of merge that together and more times than not it is so far removed from what the others are thinking about us it it, it almost puts them in shock when you say well i thought you thought of me like this and they're like what where on earth did you come up with that idea, right? I know. There is also a quote that I love from Cooley. I can't recall the whole name. Let's see. Let's see if I remember exactly that. It is, I'm not who I think. No, I'm not who you think I am. I am not who I think I am. I am who you think I think I am. That is, yeah. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, it's, it just kind of goes around in a circle. But when you stop and think about that comment, that that very, you know, it really is critical. And, you know, I like to use one. It, it doesn't matter what other people think of me. It matters what I think of me. And when you can really engage and and work within yourself and and be that best friend and love yourself and have that intimate relationship and go out there and date yourself and see if you really would like to date you. <laughs> right, right. And then we also like about self-care, self-care, dating yourself is a form because you are pampering yourself. Why wait? Especially if you're struggling with getting into a relationship, why wait for a man to pamper you when you can pamper yourself than when you can love yourself, right? So that goes back to all of that. 
And the other example, I know you may, you asked me for more than one. The other example that I wanted to share regarding the transformation was- well, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna save the tips until the last half, so. Right. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. you asked me for transformation, right? And I think I just gave you one. You asked for more than two. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm did. thinking you were going into the tip thing. But no, that's no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> so we cut that out. Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead and share another transformation with us. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. It's okay. So another transformation that I wanted to share was, uh, and especially this one is dear to my heart for every woman going through domestic violence. Um, when I started working with this client, she had some resistance because again, she didn't believe that she was worthy and she wasn't ready to move past that relationship because she didn't think she could sustain herself and her son. But when we worked together, little by little, she started to gain her confidence back because with that is, you have to go slowly and you have to work with them at the level of readiness that they are. So it was a long process, but she made pro a progress. And after a year, we attempted like to free her from that relationship. The first time she felt she returned uh, back. The second time she returned back, but then the third time she had more strength. She really remembered who she, she was. She believed in herself. And before even leaving, she had the plan um, already set where now she is, she has her own apartment. She moved out with her son. She is financially sound and she even has a plan to move forward and go get a certification so that she can get a stronger financial reach that she has now because he never allowed her to have that freedom when they were together. So yeah, so that's what I wanted to share that anything is possible. And as long as I was able to love her and never give up on her. She found the strength in herself to take the actions necessary for herself and for her son and for her future. Wow. I just got chills all over. That is so beautiful and so well needed. And thank you so much for sharing those stories because they're relevant in how we each grow and come into our own strength, our own power, and the own, you know, our own spirit essence of who we are. And thank you again for sharing all this on this first half. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Nicole's going to have some questions about how you got here on your path and your journey. Okay, perfect. Can't wait. <laughs> Welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from San Antonio, Texas is Owo. 
And she has just been sharing some absolutely divine morsels of information on how to really get into that inner working of who you are and love yourself, become your best friend, and actually date yourself, you know, so that every day can be a, a journey on how to become that best you that you are. And now, Nicole has some questions for you, and she wants to find out all the juicy behind the scenes stuff, okay? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Nicole. Well, thanks. You know, I'm listening to you ladies talk, and I, I love the depth of what you're talking about. And I have to say that I love, you know, the date yourself, the intimacy of you. If you can't love yourself, if you can't make yourself happy, it's no one else's job to do that. No one will fill your cup, right? And it's very much of what you talk about is really shadow work in that Carl Jung, right? Knowing thyself and we are a mirror to others. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing uh, of, of our energetic grasp on where we're at in our world uh, through self-leadership is understanding that environment, right? And understanding who we are and how we reflect each other's. So that brings me to my question. My question is always, what got you here? And in that time is that deep, dark night of the soul moment. And you're, you're very open and honest about what you share. What was that one moment for you to say, you know what? I'm going to love myself and I'm going to teach others how to love them too. <laughs> to me, I would say it was a many, many steps journey. <laughs> Because uh, you can see from my life, I mean, from my name, that I'm originally from Africa. And growing up as a child, I had that childhood trauma where I believed that men could not be trusted because they will always cheat. Because that's what I seen in my father. That's what I've seen in the men around me. So I developed that belief. So growing up, I became that person where I did not want to connect because I wanted to protect myself. I wanted to protect little Charlene. And when I was also younger, the other turn for me was that I was uh, molested. And I didn't know, I think I had repressed that. I didn't know that it was a turning point for me until lately when I went deep into my healing journey. But I stayed on the surface. I was thinking, yeah, it was that trust, that men are cheaters. The second part of that was that my mother was never accepted. And consequently, my paternal family never showed an ounce of love. I was never held by my grandparents. I never received a happy birthday or anything of the sort from that side of the family. So I believe that I was not worthy of love. No matter what people say, yeah, you're beautiful, you have skill. I'm like, how come my own blood would not love me? So no one else is going to love me. So I struggle with that. I loved myself, but in the back of it, unconsciously, I had the belief that I wasn't, that I wasn't enough. And growing up, when I was younger, I had that I'm protecting myself, don't want to connect. And then once I relocated to the U.S., I'm like, okay, I want to have that relationship. I want to be committed, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what a healthy relationship meant. So I went through different relationships. One that really marked me was I was at 
some point engaged and the relationship did not work and I internalized that. I'm like, okay, that is my fault. That's when the downfall started for me. That's why I said to me, it's a many step journey. So after that, I could not have like a short-lived relationship. I had men and I had the belief that I was just surprised that they used me for my physique or that they wanted something for me, for me that it be sexual, that it be like, okay, I'm happy with her. And it really impacted my self-confidence, right? And I was, I'm like, okay, I'm going, what can I do? I still wasn't into that internal journey. So I turned to the church and, but I still, I was experiencing that. I had one where it was blunt, where he told me to my face, now, you know what? Actually, you're right. That's all I wanted from you. And now I'm done with you. And it was very devastating. After that, I dated a man and I thought, okay, this time I know what I'm doing. This time it's going to be better because I was, I'm giving my all because I really wanted, even if I have to change who I am so that I can be accepted, I was ready to do that. And at that time, that was the pivotal. That was to me, that was the cherry on the cake. That's when I really, I'm like, okay, I really need to love myself. That's about what people think of me. Is I broke my knee. And when I did that, I really saw where he was because he left me. He said, I don't have time. I don't want to take care of you. And I was right there. I'm like, it was a choice. Right. Do you want to repeat the same patterns or would you want to really go to the root and understand what is going on for you? How can you shift? So I went deep into personal development. I went deep into meditation and prayers and I was like, okay, I wrote a book and the book to me wasn't really so about making money, but it was therapeutic for me because I needed to hear my voice. I needed to find my voice. So that's what started the journey. After that, I'm okay, I'm good at it. I have skills and I've been through it. So what I have learned, I can translate it and I can help other women because I was also helping some of my friends, if it makes sense. <laughs> oh, it makes, it makes, you know what? It makes perfect sense. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that. And I can tell as an energy worker and reading into your energy that, that the blessing right now is the empowerment that you stand in and you are so strong and superb as a divine being. It is so beautiful because to hear the story, it's like, ooh, you know, there's so much that happened, but having worked, um, you know, uh, having been, being able right now to work with you, and, and share that light because it is so beautiful. Um, we, we go through traumas and different relationships in life and, and so many people right now are so triggered, right? And they are so, so hurt all the time and they are so unable to love themselves. And it's just even in a, a simple conversation uh, with so many people, uh, you know, it, it, they're so hurtful when you watch TV or you talk to people and you talk to friends. And I, this is so important right now at any level whether it's a dating level or a relationship with a child or relationship with people. And it has to change your, your ability to work with your clients, right? Um, when you're able to love and empower yourself, people will come to you because you have this great charisma, such a soft-spoken voice. And when you say this, there's no pain there. And you are able to, to work with that where you got into that deep shadow self and say, okay, okay. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release this. I'm going to work with this. I'm going to recognize it so I can always recognize it and uh, feel that into it so deeply that I can, you know, forgive myself, forgive others, and move forward and also understand where that file is in our database inside, right? We, we put that file as not, not shoving it deep down inside painfully and forgetting it any longer, but being able to rise up and say, okay, that's so I can help my clients. I've learned that experience. Now I can tuck that away in its file cabinet and I can bring that out when I need to relate to my clients and, and, and get into the sympathy of where they're standing and understand the power of where they can go. You know, because, you know, and, and, and it's, we all go through that. Not always in that, that deep part of it, but, you know, even, even dating, it wasn't even until my 30s that I could have an actual loving, connected relationship late into my 30s where, I, you know, I didn't trust people because of the environment I grew up with. So I relate to that and understand that, you know, sometimes you're so hurt that you want to hurt people first. I'm going to hurt you first. I'm going to let go of you. I'm going to stomp on you. And then I'm going to run away before you can ever hurt me. And you put that shield up, right? And we walk around with that. And you don't have that anymore. It's such a blessing to share that. And that's what, when we talk about the divine love and the goddess love, that's that feeling we need to get into. And that's the love when you talk to us here. And you're so comfortable with having a conversation with other women to say, yes, it's a blessing to be here. And I love that. Thank you so much. And I took a sneak peek. I always do this when I'm on the call. I take a sneak peek on, on your Instagram and your site. And I just love what you put in there because you talk about a tribe and, and loving the self and being intimate with yourself and having a heart love chat. And so how do you teach women um, to have a heart love chat? I mean, you know, are you talking... Are they talking to their heart? Are you talking at their heart space? Or how do you connect with that? <laughs> That's a good question. And I think to me, what, why I said heart love, it was because you go from heartbreak, your heart is broken, but you want to enter that space where you bring love to your heart, where you have love. So it is, again, the internal work. The way I am with my clients, I'm just a guide. I'm just there to hold your hands. But you have to be willing to do the dirty work. Easy. You have to be willing to do the dirty work. And for you to reach heart love, again, you have to go deep to your abyss. You have to dance with your demons. You have to sit quietly and monitor your thoughts you have to sit quietly and monitor like your emotions the feelings that you have in your body and then once you do so and you can love yourself and you can have that self-intimacy that is when you can have heart love where you have love in your heart no matter what happens because we're always going to have perils you might even go into the next relationship you might think that was the best you might get your heart broken again and when we think of breakup or heartbreak, we think only of intimate relationship. No, you can have your heart broken by a family member, by a child, by your child, by a friend. But if you don't have that essence of who you are, if you don't know how to bounce back, you will have hurt in your heart. So it's changing that story, recognizing that 
the pain that you feel is actually a blessing. The pain that you feel is just recalibrating you so that you can love yourself more. It is shifting and shedding what is no longer serving you, who is no longer serving you so that you can focus on your purpose and you can focus on your essence and you can focus on whom is right for you. Oh, well said, you know, because when, when, when we don't focus on ourselves and learn to kind of get into that deep dip into that pain, right? We are emotional beings and we need to feel the anger and the sadness and the fear and recognize it. And as we move up and we start to become the master of ourselves into this health mastery, we can start to say, okay, I feel you. I hear you. I feel you pain. What do you need? What am I saying? Then you can also start to recognize your emotions and your reactions before something happens or before hopefully something shoots out your mouth <laughs> and you say something that's not quite good, a little bit nasty to others. We get into the heat of the moment. It's okay. It's okay to have a, a little squabble. It's okay to be a little upset and express that. But then also listen to, hey, each time you do this, that kind of upsets me. And this is how I feel. I would love for you maybe to do this. Let's try this together. And you can do that with the people that you love, but you have to forgive yourself and you have to be able to have that, that real intimate talk with yourself and really know yourself. Because you know what? When you talk about intimacy with another person, um, you are so much more open when you're with that person, when you're dating and you understand your body. How can anybody know how to touch you or hug you or embrace you or love you if you can't do that or you don't know what you like, but you teach others how to love us, right? And it's so wonderful, right? When you have that relationship, that big hug or that soft little wisp touch, right? And just getting excited about seeing the other person. Then in the intimacy of that relationship, it is so much stronger and vibrant and juicy and loving, right? Isn't that that so much better? <laughs> exactly, so much better. And think of it as you can have intimacy with others if you don't have intimacy with yourself. And I'm just going to give a blunt example, like a really graphic one. Let's say, and I'm just going to take myself as an example. Let's say if I'm having an intimate sexual uh, relationship with my partner, I would, as we get into the act, if I did not heal and I still have things that need to be healed, I would have my demons surface that you know worthy enough. What do you think that you can, you have that talk. So you can't even get into that present moment. And once you're not into that moment, you connect, connect, you cannot connect with your partner. So you're robbing yourself of intimacy with your partner, right? Basically, that's what oh, it is. Gosh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. If, yeah, you want to be comfortable where you're in that moment, you're sharing that moment and you're sharing it, you're totally open and enjoying that moment. And it's also in that intimacy, that's how we create abundance. It's that same energy. And once you start to sprinkle a little of that fun and fascination on everything, then it's everywhere. You know, it's like you have a little fairy one and you're using it everywhere. <laughs> And, you know, it, it, it's just such a, a beautiful thing. I, you know, I, I did, it reminded me of one last thing uh, before we go back to Beverly. It's, it's our tools, right? We can love ourselves, but we buy all these tools and items and our clothing and, and feel that, that beautiful and then wonder why nobody recognizes us. But as we start to love ourselves, 
we can have that open relationship because people read our energy and they feel into that aura and they feel the beauty and the love and it becomes infectious and they just want that loving piece of you to share it. And it's so much better than the energy vampire trying to take all your energy out of there, right? Sticking a straw in you and, and just taking that nasty energy. But let's fill it up because when we're happy and if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. And when we're happy, everybody's happy. And we can, that's how you flip the script, right? And change everything. I love it. I want to add one more thing. I know I'm passionate about it. But again, <laughs> when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you allow others to be vulnerable. So if you want that level of intimacy, that level of vulnerability, that level of love, you have to be vulnerable yourself. Because like you say, we pick on energy, we feel it. And usually people mirror what you bring back. Right. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. you have to vulnerabilities. And I know that today we are afraid of vulnerability because we see it as a sign of weakness, but it is a sign of strength, actually. Loving. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. This I could sit here all day and just listen to you talk, you know, because you you know, you talk about heart. Yeah, I think you have really struck a strong chord in both of our hearts here today. And I am sure it's reverberating out into the hearts of everyone listening here today. Right. It is so intimate, as you say, and, and just very touching and very real. You can feel that passion and that truth. And this is, this is what we're looking to do with 360 Wisdom Speaks is to share that wisdom and here today you have shared wisdom and feelings and connectedness and importance and confidence and I mean I could just keep on going on and on and on and and I really love what you said right there at the end is is allowing yourself and to learn how to be totally vulnerable and drop all the guards and just be and and, and oh that took me back, you know, back into the 80s when I first had to drop my guard on allowing myself to become vulnerable. I couldn't even say the word. That's how, that's how tough that one was. But when I finally did, the relief and the weight that just like poof and disappears, you know, I was like, wow, I don't know what the heck I was hanging on to this cell phone so long because it sure didn't be any good. You know, so what you're doing, young lady, is just absolutely transformational globally. And we are going to get that information out there. And so if I could ask just one more thing of you, could you share some tips to the audience that they can start to incorporate right now today when this podcast ends? What would those words of more wisdom be? <laughs> oh, I love it. So I'm just going to go to the heartbreak section. Like if you're going through a heartbreak, here are my tips for you. I would say the first one is feel your emotions. Don't try to understand them. Don't try to comprehend them. If you want to let it hurt, then let it go. If you want to give yourself like a time frame. Let's say I'm going to give myself a week where I will cry hysterically, I will tap into my emotion. Again, there's no bad and good emotions. They're all emotions. And according to your perception, you will denote if it's a bad or a good 
emotion or feeling, I should say. So you want to really feel it. Don't judge it. Don't try to put the blame. Just feel and see where you feel in your body. See what's coming up for you. See if you can pinpoint why you have that belief, why you have that perception. Where did you form that belief? How old were you? and how it is impacting your relationship. Do you have a pattern? That's all you wanna do, no judging, just that. That's the first one. The second one is once you feel comfortable and if you are at the end of that week, let's say you give yourself a week to be miserable, you wanna make the decision and the intention to let go. You might not be there at the moment, but you want to have that intention. If you have to make the intention every day, every hour, every minute, it's okay. And be graceful with yourself. It doesn't have, it doesn't mean that you'll be healed right there. It's just that you have the intent to let go. And then write down and write a win and loss list, meaning that former relationship, what were the wins for you? Where were the losses, right? Why are we doing so? It's because the mind has, yeah, um, we focus on the negative and you might in your scenario, you might want to go back to that partner. So you focus on the good, you forget what happened that wasn't suiting you. So when you write, you have write that list, you have, you come to reality, really what happened in that relationship, right? Then the first step I will say is, it's a bit morbid, but write yourself an obituary. You can find different templates. You can reach out to me. Write yourself an obituary. And why are we writing an obituary? Is so that you can announce to the world and to yourself the death of your relationship, that our relationship ended. Because it's hard for us to move on and let go once we hold on to the relationship. But when you reckon with the fact that the relationship is no more, it's easier for you to let go. The next step will be write a eulogy. Why? So that you can praise because there's always a lesson. You might not feel it right now, but the end of your relationship is a gift in disguise. So praise it. See what was great, what you learned, how you connected with yourself. How, what actions would you take to get deeper intimacy with yourself, right? That's why you want to write that. Then the final step is your goodbye. You want to have a burial ceremony. And I said it was morbid, but there's a meaning to it because the relationship, the end of a relationship is like a death. But the kick to it is that the person is still alive. So you see him being prosperous or having a relationship outside of you and he aches more. But when you go through the step, you're reclaiming your power. So you want to dress up. You want to have, if you open, you can have guests. You want to have like, um, you want to have and whatever the nine years, you want to read your uh, eulogy. And you want to formally say goodbye to your relationship. Say goodbye to who you was, I mean, who you were in that relationship, the identities that you have acquired, and to you want to also say goodbye to the goals or the objectives and the plans that you had together. Oh, okay. Whew. that is powerful. That is so powerful. And, you know, 
those steps just explain exactly why you're getting the results that you're getting and why you have conformed yourself to who you are today. And that is so beautiful. Thank you so, so much for sharing with us today and with the audience. And hey, anyone out there listening, if you're really listening and you want this young lady to help you, all of her information is going to be attached to this audio. It's attached to the video. Reach out to her. If you liked what she had to say, comment. You know, subscribe to our channel. You know, let her know because if you don't become an expression of it, she's not going to know either. And just by, you know, repeating and saying these things and openly writing them down also gives that ripple effect, you know, to others out there who didn't, you know, hear what was going on because they don't have that access, but share this access. And that's what makes the world go round. And that's what unites us all in unity as one as what we are. So thank you again so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Nicole. And thank you, audience. And this is 360 Wisdom Speaks, ending another episode. Bye-bye.